Good evening, friends, followers, and fellow book lovers. <laughs> this is Iron Will, and I'm excited to bring you this new episode where I share a book with you I've recently read. And this book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, this is a long-standing classic in the self-help, business, uh, personal development genre. Um, and if I remember correctly, it's one of the books that launched him um, into um, kind of notoriety. So why this book? <clears throat> so this is the second or third time that I've read Think and Go Row Rich. Think and grow rich. Second or third, I'm not really sure. Um, excuse me. But I really wanted to read it in person and feel the pages, flip through it, and to be able to mark them up. Um, and so I read it this time because I kept hearing it talked about. Uh, I was I'd be in a meeting and somebody would say it. I would be um, on Facebook and somebody'd pull a quote out of it or talk about the book and I was like, okay, this is really getting put in my face in different ways. And so I I got a, a physical copy and I went ahead and, and went through it. <clears throat> Number two, it's a classic in leadership and success literature. Um. This book has over 15 million copies sold as of this edition of this book, which I don't even know. I didn't even look. Um, right. This copyright is uh, 2003 to 2005. So they did some updates in this. Uh, this was originally published in 1937. So, like, you know, it's been around a little while. In in four years, it'll be 90 years old, right? So, all right, number three is it is written by Napoleon Hill. Um, and, well, I've already talked about him a little bit. He was a student of Andrew Carnegie's. Andrew Carnegie encouraged him to actually put the work into writing this book. And I got to tell you, really good. All right. Three leadership principles for examples. And now I'm going to talk about the principal side, not things that he did, like I do in some books. Um, so first is... That Napoleon Hill talks about decisive decision-making. Leaders make a decision, and they don't dither. Boom, decision go. Boom, decision go. And sometimes they have to walk back from that decision. Excuse me. But the interesting side of that is they reverse those decisions slowly. Number two, visualization. Leaders visualize what they want, what they're working to make happen, and they can see it in their mind's eye. Okay? So, 
Apparently, Kobe Bryant was a master of this. Um, Lewis Howes talks about how he went to interview him one time, and um, Kobe was already in the office visualizing before uh, even the I want to say receptionist, but maybe it was an office man. I don't. I apologize. I don't remember the late who the lady was. Um, and before she got there, uh, number three, masterminds. <clears throat> call it a mastermind. Call it a think tank. Call it um, your Junto Club. Uh, thank you, Ben Franklin, for that. Um, wh- whatever you want to call it, that's fine. Because really, that's what it is. Is it is a place to kick around ideas, to learn together, to study together, to contradict each other, to have discussions and arguments, and really seek to understand the differences in your ideas and concepts as you talk about and share the same material. Um, I do a book study uh, most Sundays with my brothers, and we go through different books. Right now, we're going through the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist papers. I know, a little nerdy, but we love our country, we love our history, and we want to really make sure that we have a better understanding of what our founders wrote and what they talked about. All right. The first, first quote, chapter one, actually, right out of, right out, or right out of the gate early. Truly thoughts are things and powerful things at that. When mixed with purpose, persistence and a burning desire for their translation into riches or other material, other material objects. So this is telling us that Things are created twice. They're created mentally, some would say spiritually, and then they are created physically. We make that a reality. There are numerous, numerous different um, examples of this just in American history, not to mention, I'm sure, probably hundreds across the entire world. Excuse me. Number two. One must realize that all who have accumulated great fortunes first did a certain amount of dreaming, hoping, wishing, desiring, and planning before they acquired money. Meaning, again, that creation, that making it happen, that seeing it, and I, I wanted to open that up with with those because I just wanted to reemphasize how important it is for you to see that, for you to visualize that, for you to have that in your mind. Um, reading this book actually um, made me realize that one of the main reasons I moved so quickly between 2005 and um, – 2011 and quadrupled my income was because of a burning desire that I didn't really translate when I read this the first time. But this time as I went through it, I saw something new. And I believe that one of the things that got me to level up so quickly in my income 
was because I used to believe that a certain income level was its own safety net. And I get to this amount of income and boom, I'm set. Like, that's going to be so cool. Like, I'm going to be set up and I'm not going to have to worry about, um, I'm not going to have to worry about money. You know, we're going to be taken care of. Then I got there. And the world had changed enough, but I didn't adapt to the changing of the world or I would have kicked that amount up higher. I also don't know the things I know today, and that has made a big difference too. Um, his knowledge and wisdom change us. Excuse me. And the faster we learn, the faster we can grow and change, especially if we read, listen, and associate. All right. Number three. It is an eternal truth that people receive more pay for their ability to get others to perform than they could possibly earn for their own efforts. A fantastic example of that is, of course, Andrew Carnegie. Uh, also a contemporary of his was the original Charles Schwab. Both of them knew how to get people to work. Both of them were able to lead and guide and function and help um, help their teams level up. To be able to really put out. And sometimes it was competition. I believe the story is um, credited to Andrew Carnegie. As he was touring one of the steel mills um, that he was responsible for, uh, he was really frustrated because this mill just was not putting out what they could put out. And so he he talks to the the day the daytime shift, and it's called a heat. How many heats did you guys pour? We poured three for what I don't know the number. And uh, so he got a he asked for a big piece of chalk and on the floor he wrote a big a big number three or six or whatever it was. So then the night crew came in. What's this? That's how many heats we poured today. Okay. They immediately took it as a competition. And by the end of like, I think it was like two weeks, both the day and the night shifts were running like 12 to 13 heats a day. In steel. So that leadership, oh man, that ability to help other people work, to encourage them to build them up, is invaluable. Number four, the world has the habit of making room for people whose words and actions show they know where they are going. The major weakness of all educational systems is that they neither teach nor encourage the habit of definite decision. Now I put these they're in the same set in the same part of the they're on the same page even, but I put them together because our educational system, in my opinion, does not encourage people to go after their goals and dreams. It encourages them to get the right answer, do it all by themselves, which in all of my working career. 
I have never actually worked on something by myself solely 100%, uh, unless it was my own business. And then I did that sometimes. But look, look. The world has a way of making room. This world has an abundance of the thing, the good things that we need. And we just have to believe it and dream it and work to make that happen. Number number five, number five. Persistence is, is an essential factor in the procedure of transmuting desire into monetary equivalent. Willpower and desire, when properly combined, make an irresistible pair. When I came out of college and went from a small salary that I barely made it on and doubled that right away, it was because I was chasing that much bigger number and I knew I could get there. I believed that I was worth it. And I believed that my wife and and eventual kids would also be worth it. I fell under the trap of comfort. And uh, so put that together for yourself, that willpower, that burning desire. Mastermind. Number six, a group of brains coordinated for or connected in a spirit of harmony will provide more thought energy than a single brain, just as a group of electric batteries will provide more energy than a single battery. Okay. Excuse me. All right. <clears throat> there follows now another statement which will lead still nearer to the understanding of the psychic phase of the mastermind principle. When a group of individual brains is coordinated and functions in harmony, the increased energy created through the alliance becomes available to every individual brain in the group. <clears throat> You have heard that you want to be the, the least smartest person in a room. And really, that's only partially true. Because in some rooms, we're going to be the smartest person. And we're going to be helping people level up. In other cases, we will be a middling person in the room. And in still other cases, we will be allowed to get into rooms or we're frankly just giddy to be there because the amazing people that are there help us stretch us and level us up because they are such fantastic individuals and leaders. <clears throat> so if you haven't read Thinking Grow Rich, I definitely encourage you to get this book. And I, I highly recommend that if you're not a reader, and if you don't already have a habit of reading, then what I would recommend is, is two things. One, you can just get the audible. Two, get the audible and the physical. <clears throat> and listen to the audio as you read through the physical um whether and and i i say physical but you guys know i'm audio 
Kindle and and physical book, depending on what I'm reading, right? So what that'll do for you is it'll help you get to understand the material better and help you read faster. Excuse me. Sheesh. <clears throat> I'm a little yawning tonight. Oh, I think I said that already. All right. So uh, my friends, family, and fellow book lovers, thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share it. If you or someone you know are looking to level up your leadership and people skills, that's what I do at Turning Leaf Solutions. I'm a transition coach. I help people work towards a promotion or transition to a new career, new career field. You can connect with me at turningleafs.com. That's L-E-A-F-S.com. And there's a link for a free consultation on the right, right on the main page. All right. Take care. Have you guys go out and make it a great day and make it a great month. I will. Ow.